Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, we talked a lot about, well, the quarterback situation mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Um, looking at the rest of it. Okay. I'm not concerned about the offensive line. If, if Kevin Dotson, it looks like he's going to be out for at they least a, week, imagine he's a couple not, of weeks right. anyways. We talked about the outside linebacker position a little bit. But we haven't talked about what happens if T.J. Watt is not available. Yeah, that's... I think Taco Charlton would get the start. He's I got he's got more experience. He's mm-hmm. got the I, I pedigree. Think he's a better chance to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he started games in the NFL before, mm-hmm. a, but you know, but you know, it's the domino effect. Oh right. I mean, who's the third guy off the bench? Who else after that? Yeah. What if Highsmith gets hurt? I mean, all these things. You're dangerously thin there, and you might not have an impact player there. I mean, and especially if Highsmith. Has a hard time with Slater, which I think is very possible. You know, like that edge stuff is uh, is worrisome to me. And, and then you add in the fact that you're not going to so have how do you a, scheme around make that. a Fitzpatrick available. Right, you're going to be without two of your top three defensive players. Absolutely, and they do very different things. Yeah, and you know, like if you're, we talked about this a little bit last segment. Like, okay, we don't have Watt. These guys aren't handling the blitz well. Let's bring Bush, Schobert, Edmonds, slot corners, whatever, more than we have lately. Mink will take care of it if anything goes wrong. <laughs> right, yeah. Well. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, you know, I asked Terrell Edmonds that yesterday. Like, how many times, because everybody looks at Mink as, well, he doesn't have any interceptions. You know, where the splash Sure, plays. but his influence is massive. How many times does a quarterback not throw the ball in certain places because he sees Minka Fitzpatrick's in the right. area? Right, or... I always talked about this with Ed Reed and Earl Thomas, especially in that cover three Seahawks, Legion of Boom. Those guys all said Earl was the most important guy on that defense because they all, the other 10 could be so. It's a trust factor. Right. Yeah. I got him behind me. Should I jump this pass or not? I'm doing it. You know, it just allows you to make more big plays. Or again, if we're going to blitz heavy on this snap, I know Earl will cover us if we get beat. You know, I mean, at least he's going to get the guy on the the ground or, you know, be nowhere he's going to be. So. That stuff's super important, and deep middle safeties are hard to come by. Yeah, I asked uh, Butler today. I said, you know, basically along the lines of, look, I know you always say next man up, blah, blah, of blah, course. all that stuff. I said, but is it too simple? You, you can't ask guys who are replacing T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick to be T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> right, 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 That's right. not realistic. He said, no, you're not off track. you got to make adjustments. Players like that, when they when, when they're out of the game – they're two of the best players that you've got. Of course, you do make adjustments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're going to do, I'm not it going to say. Makes me crazy when coaches yeah. are like, "Oh, it's all the same." No, no yeah, that's it's not. Complete BS. Everybody right. said uh, they're going to have to figure. He's talking about the charge, how they're going to, you know, take care of that. He says, hopefully, the guys will step up, and they understand how uh, good of players that those guys are. The guys mm-hmm. who are replacing them, obviously, they know how good they are. We're just going to have to give it our best shot. See what happens. It sounds, I mean... That's not like, oh, I'll just do X, Y, Z, yeah. and boom, we're going to nail it. I'm just going to throw know. these guys in there. We're going to do what we do, and, mm-hmm. you know. You think Norwood would be the deep middle guy, though, don't you? I believe, yeah, that would yeah. probably be the case. I think you'll you'll see him mix and match a little bit in, in terms of... You mentioned Joseph's name, too. Down and distance things. Yeah, some down and distance things. You could see maybe... Uh, this would be a game where I would expect to see maybe a little bit more dime... I could see that than usual because you, tr- you almost have to treat Ekelar on like third and eight like he's a wide receiver. And Jared Cook's not a blocker, right? Yeah, you know, they're 
they're very their personnel groupings don't stand out. They're they're very league average across the board with them. Yeah. But they did try to get a little more tight ends involved this past week. The the rookie McKitty yeah. and I think they like Parham, but they're kind of searching there. Cook hasn't been super exciting. Um, they've kind of been hurting for a third receiver. Yeah. The rookie Josh Palmer starting to step up a little. You know, I mean, they're they're getting a little more on their plate. But I, I, guys. I, but it's really a two man show. Yeah, I really think in their passing game, besides I th- Eckler, I think you have to treat Eckler like he's a wide receiver. I think you mm-hmm. treat Cook kind of like he's a wide receiver. Yeah, because they're not a real physical running game. Right. Period. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like Ebron and if you had Jalen Samuels in the game for the Steelers. Yeah. Similar, back when they still had him. Eckler's a much better runner. Yeah. Right. That's but he's his, just that's not a difference. bruiser, and he's yeah. you know right. Right, right. Uh, no, I think that's probably true. You probably want speed on the field. When yeah. So you, done. so you, I think you see more maybe dime this week. Yeah. In which case, sense. if you're if you're going to do that, somebody's got to be that other dime cornerback, mm-hmm. especially if Nor- Norwood is usually that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sutton is usually one of the other guys. If you're going to play both of those guys, somebody else has to be a dime. Mm-hmm. Well, Carl Could Joseph. It, yeah, more so than Killebrew probably. Yeah. You know, runs. I mean, he just. Runs I say he runs better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's smaller. Um, but he runs better. Yeah, that, that makes some sense. I would think you'd want to use a variety of safeties, but this could be a big Joseph game the more I think about it. Yeah, yeah. and he's okay. played two snaps this year. Yeah, I've always liked him. I mean, I, I wonder yeah, – I've always thought, is part there of missing it, with this guy? Yeah, part know, of it is or... he's a free safety, and their free safeties make it Fitzpatrick. He's really good. Right, and right, Norwood right. is, again, he plays nickel corner, he plays safety, gives you some flexibility to do some different things, mm-hmm. so – Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. And plus, Norwood deserves snaps. He's been pretty darn good. Yeah, there's been nothing. He's yeah. done nothing wrong. And, right, right. You know, uh, so, yeah, this could be a game where you see Carl Joseph get a little more playing time. So, number eight, he's wearing eight now. Okay. He took eight when Mark uh, when Melvin Ingram left. No, oh, okay. So, eight uh, will be back in, potentially like, back in the lineup. Well, that could be him. That could be, yeah. Should be a, a smaller. Bit, I think it's a crucial game for Schobert and especially Bush, too. You know, yeah, you mentioned they Aguilar. They He's a, a real handful in a Kamara-like way in terms of, you know, uh, receiving skills, elusiveness, route running. That's what he does better, actually. That's what he does really well. Yeah. And surprisingly, his numbers are a little down as a receiver, too. They're, we haven't talked about tendencies with their offense and stuff much, but it's a little odd how they're handling their offense the last four weeks. And not coincidentally, they've been one and three in that stretch. And, you know, Mike Williams – isn't the same player he was at the beginning of the season, but is what if he gets healthy? Will they start using him more? So they're figuring things out on offense too. Well, I sent you this stat earlier in the week. Yeah, uh, I know you're you're big on point differential. Those oh, yeah. am I. Yeah, there are three teams in the league who have a winning record, but a negative point differential. Mm-hmm. One is the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders are one, and the Chargers are one. And you mm-hmm. wouldn't think of the Chargers in that. No. No, you know, the other two aren't super shocking, but they've had a tough time. They've they've been outscored two twenty eight to two nineteen, and they're five and four. Yeah, yeah, and over the last month they're minus thirty five. Yeah, and last month you might be getting them at a good well. spot. Oh, I a think good you place. are. Yeah, especially if you mix in the defensive line COVID situation that they're fighting right now because it wasn't a deep spot to begin with. Yeah, I, I know we're focusing more on when San. Or, First time I've called him San Diego all week <laughs> the, the, when LA's had the ball. But I think considering how bad they are against the run, how light they are across the defensive front, I think this is a big people game for the Steelers offense. Yeah, too. I think so too. You know, extra tight ends, Watts. You know, I mean, I, I think you just want to bully them. 
maybe we should ask Labs again if they th- he thinks they could should run it. <laughs> well, he should. We could <laughs> yeah. ask him what he thinks the game plan should be. Yeah, and I mentioned I was on a call with Wolf today. Believe it or not, he thinks they should run it as well. Shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah. yeah. But, boy, it just sets up to give it to a big back between behind big blockers over and over and over. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to be able to stop it. No. They haven't stopped they're anybody so this year. They're so thin up front, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, they just haven't stopped anybody running the football this year. It's remarkably bad. Uh, if you look at their their stats, um, their low mark for the season on rushing. Now they they limited the Raiders to forty eight yards. Okay. In a, in a when they beat the Raiders and that game was uh, what was the score of that one twenty eight fourteen. So they're giving up one hundred and fifty five yards rushing per game, mm-hmm. and they held the Raiders to forty eight. Right, it was a good one. There. <laughs> a good one. Yeah, uh, it's been one twenty six in the opener against Washington. 198 in week two against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 186 against the Chiefs. The Chiefs ran for 186 Chiefs, right. on them. Enough said. Uh, then it was 48 against the Raiders. The Browns went for 230. Yeah, I remember. Wow. Uh, the Ravens went for 187. The Patriots went for 210. Hmm. Uh, it was 155 against the Eagles. And then, uh, where's the last one here? Um, I'm looking maybe at the wrong. It was 142 against the Patriots. I'm sorry, I was looking at their passing yards. 187 against the Ravers. 142 against the Patriots. 176 against the Eagles, yeah. who hadn't run against anybody. No, right. And then 103 last week against the Vikings. Right, and I think last week they kind they of really sold loaded out a up. Yeah, bit they more. sold out. They, they gave they up two. Changed what yeah, they did. 278 uh, through the air in that game. So even when they've loaded up the stop. The opponent's running game. They still gave up 103 yards in that game. Dalvin Cook still had 90 yards. Yes. And they lost the football game. And on average, they get outrushed by their opponents by like 50 yards yeah. per game. Now, well, that's the thing. If you look at their rushing yards, and that's the thing. Right. 90, 95, 77. They had 168 in that game against the Raiders. That was a big win for them. Big win they, for them. That, that's the anomaly game for yeah. them, though. 112, 26 against the Ravens in that game. They Ooh. didn't do anything in that game. Uh, 163 against the Patriots, which is kind of surprising. They won that game 27-20. No, they lost that game 27-24. Yeah, they had to do that. 89 against the Eagles, 82 against the Vikings last week. I mean, they just consistently get outrushed. They have been. I mean, it, it's a real problem. Like I said, 50 yards a game. And that's why they, they can't they, – their offense, as good as it is, can't stay on the field. That's where I was going next. That's where I thought you were going yeah. next. Yeah. We've been doing this a lot. You know, like, we're like Minka and Terrell Tra- <laughs> exactly. Edmonds back here. Exactly. We know what the other one's thinking. Uh, we haven't talked about it enough, but I probably shouldn't shock anybody. Steelers' time of possession gradually is getting better and yeah. better and better. They're As they the run the ball more. more effectively. And it's not because they played an overtime game. They exclude yeah. the overtime stuff when they, were, they, they come up with it. So the Steelers are now up to 11th in time of possession. And early in the season, they were a long way from 11th. Well, that's where L.A. is. I mean, L.A.'s at 26th now. Yeah. And I mentioned this four-game stretch that they're on. Their three losses, they've held the ball. Where was it? Okay. Last week they held the ball for 23-45. You're going to lose when you're you are going to lose. I mean. Yeah. Unless the other D-line. team turns the ball over like six times, you're going right. to lose. And because they're so thin on the D-line, too. Those guys wear out. You know, I yeah. mean, it doesn't play – they can't get off the field, and this is the type of team that needs to win the time possession battle. They can't have a thin O line out there or D line out there that much. Against the Eagles, they held it for over th- they were th- over 33 minutes. That was a game they won. 
But the last two weeks, it's at 24-36 and then 21-53 against the Ravens. So during this four-game stretch, I mean, they're getting they're on the field all the time. They have the second fewest offensive possessions yeah. in the league because they're always on. The team. only team that's worse is the is the Lions. Huh. And you just saw the Lions. I mean, right, right, right. You know, it's funny you brought up the Lions because I mentioned the the fifty-yard rushing versus opponent discrepancy. Well, the Lions are the worst in the league. Yeah. At least they were going into last week, and that didn't exactly play out that way. Yeah. I mean, so if you're the Chargers, are you going to try to run it like crazy against the Steelers? You know, Butler was asked that, and he, you know, as well. He said, "Do you expect to see?" You know, here's the thing about what Detroit did, and we talked about this yesterday with Labs. They get in third and eight, and they would still run the football. They'd still run the football, right, right, right. I think in part because they knew, okay. It's Mason Rudolph starting on the other side. He right. just found out less than 12 hours ago that he's going to be starting. Both these coaches realized first one of 20 wins. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they weren't super afraid of the other offense. They, yeah, that's the thing that, that's hurting the Steelers' defense right now is that the other the opposing team, even when Roethlisberger has played, because oh, it's, sure. they aren't the first team that's done that. Seattle on third downs. Mm-hmm. If it's third and six, you can still run the ball. We'll run the ball and it'll if, pay we, if we don't get it, we'll punt. Need some clock yeah. and keep this thing close and muddy it up and, you know, all those type of things. It's funny to me because I heard some really good analysis the other day that I agree with, and they were really praising Tomlin for this, that he has done a tremendous job this year of making the opponent play this way the Steelers want. Correct. Which is that They've taken style. away the top guy right. off of every team they've played and this just year. just muddy it up yeah. and muck it up. And, you know, even you know, in this case, it didn't work to their advantage, and they were the more, uh, you know, they were the more they turned the ball over three times. The time. They turned the ball over three times. You don't turn right. the ball over three times, you win that game. But that's not the Chargers game at all. Right. I mean, they're, they don't have the big back. They're more of a finesse offense. You know, the, nobody's a overwhelming physical talent. Yeah, even as good as Keenan of, Allen is, right. he's still a 4-7 guy. Right, he's a nickel you know. and dimer in right. a way, you know, in, in a great way. And even their defense, it's not loaded with Bears defensive tackles that are 340 that will yeah. just beat you up. Like, I guarantee, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I bet the Steelers are the more physical team on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I that, that, think that. that without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup in that regard. Um, I think it's a really interesting matchup. The more and more I dig into it, and, and part of me thinks Herbert might be awesome and just own this game because he he's could. capable. He's you know, certainly he, capable. He's very, very special. He hasn't shown that in the last month. No. I mean, really, since that Ravens game, he's just been kind of eh. Well, they're not throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of I wonder if they, uh, you know, without looking too far into it, I wonder if the Ravens did something that other teams have now copied against them that – it's quite possible. And maybe quite it was possible. the blitzing. Could be the blitzing. Because the Ravens will blitz as soon as you get off the bus. Right, right, you got right. guys coming at you. But I think that's a great point, and there's probably a lot of truth to that. You know, that all of a sudden. But what's odd to me is, like, Herbert's numbers versus pressure last year were unbelievable. Awesome. Were awesome. awesome yeah. Right. You know, I mean, like, it's not like he's a shrinking violet in the pocket. But I you mean, wonder if some of that was just kind of rookie luck rookie you know. luck right yeah. you know, again you know, small sample size all those things because I don't think he's handling pressure particularly poorly or playing bad but they're not pushing the ball on the field at all and there's always reasons why that they're not going to tell us and I'm sure some of it's blitz pickup and we saw that against the Vikings last week I just wanted to take a look here and see what his uh, what his numbers under pressure happen to be mm, okay. we can do that here I, I haven't looked them up but 
I don't think he's struggling with them, but I, I don't know where those numbers are. Um, let's see here. In terms of um, – I'm not looking at the right place here. This is good radio, by the way. <laughs> I'm uh, when you're looking something up. Yeah, i got to look at the advanced, advanced splits, not the regular splits. I mean, for people that don't realize, though, I mean, his – People bang on on Ben and you know all these guys about um, not throwing the ball downfield. Well, the only one throwing the the only guys in the league they're throwing the ball shorter on average are Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Ben, Goff, and Mike White. You know, so they're really playing like it's Drew Brees' last years in in New New Orleans, as opposed to having a big, strong power thrower like he he is and. Um, you know, here's a couple other ones that are – he's 30th in passes that have traveled over 20, 20 yards downfield. They didn't even throw one pass over 20 yards downfield last week, and they lost. I mean, it wasn't like they were playing with a lead. And he has 134 quarterback ranking when he throws the ball – rating when he throws the ball 20 yards or further downfield. Like, he's great at it, and they're not doing it. And is that just poor coaching? Is it, hey, we can't protect? Uh, I mean – You've invested in the O line. That shouldn't be the issue. Yeah, I'm not finding it here. Okay. I usually, I, <laughs> if I had more time, I would find it. But just uh, suffice it to say, if you look at some of the uh, numbers on him, I can't. I do have some numbers here on him. So he has thrown 24 touchdown passes. That's got to be last year. No, maybe that is this year. He hasn't thrown 10 interceptions this year. This is for his career. Actually. Oh, okay. For his career, um, when they're behind, be his 25th start. Yeah, when they're behind. Um, he's thrown ten inter- He's thrown twenty-four touchdown passes, but ten interceptions. Okay. When they're ahead, uh, it's eleven and three. Okay. I mean, so he's that makes sense. Yeah, he's throwing less yeah. obviously when you're with the lead. Or when I'm sorry, that's when they're tied. When they're leading, it's fifteen and four. Okay. So he'll force some balls when when they're mm-hmm. behind, and, and that's probably every. Yeah, say so that's not too unique. Yeah. Um, okay. Good on play action. 72 percent completion percentage on Very play good action. Very play action, and you'll see them on early downs in particular. Under center play action, you know they they they're they're certainly paying attention to the analytics and doing things that the modern analytics folks will tell you to do. Uh, one note about deep passing, though, that the Steelers' defense isn't great in that capacity. I mean, the, in terms of fifteen or, y- or yards more downfield, they're twenty fifth in the league. So I I think the Chargers would be bonkers if they don't take shots. Yeah, I mean, some they of that was don't have a burner though. Some of that was early in the season. They was, gave up some. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they, like when, they and, yeah, when they've Jamar wanted Chase to take the and, right. the keep it's teams from going deep. Yeah, like yeah. that didn't hurt them at all against Seattle. And if you think would have thought right. that you know a team like Seattle, that's would've... a good point. I think some of it was situational, you know, and it was early in the year. Yeah, so I think they've been better at that recently, and I think Pierre's mm-hmm. playing much better now than he than he was. I, I think they trust him more. I think he's a better player now than then. And I didn't even think he was, you know, victimized or, you know, attacked all that much back then. The other thing they're not doing, too, is they're not throwing it to Eckler as much as they did. And I, I assume that that one is just because they're not in the field enough on offense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just not running as many snaps. So, across the board, numbers are going to fall. His bad throws are actually at 16%, and they've had uh, 20 drops for them. I know that's been high. It's it's. Yeah, it's a decent number there for them thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an interesting, interesting team. I, I don't. I, I, he was one of those guys coming into this season. You see this all the time. You know about Herbert? Yeah, yeah. Guys who have great rookie seasons. Oh sure. 
take us kind of a step back yeah in year two and it can be you go from a 95 to a 92 you know it's still wow you're still really good right yeah but it's hard to maintain it especially once there's a book on you you know coaches don't just go to the beach all off season no they sit and break down <laughs> right. especially if it's a team in your division without question you know right. you sit and break down film and again and it's a new coordinator yeah. a new o-line you know right and it's a copycat league and if the ravens did figure something out mm-hmm. with that well that's probably what he's seen every week since then and oh without question yeah and one thing that stood out to me his rookie year the belichick defenses gave him issues like he had a really tough time against matt patricia you know yeah you know, and and belichick really gave him a tough time belichick gave him a tough time again this year you know like whatever they're doing people are going to take you know and you know it's been on film already you got to figure it out it's like you gotta the, figure it out that ravens uh dolphins game one week ago dolphins played them very strange well if the Ravens weren't guarantee that they're going to see it this week, every week, you yeah. know, unless you can prove yourself, you can't. You know, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, um, it's kind of the strange thing about what Kansas, or what Raiders did against Kansas City this week, and they didn't not doing what everybody else. We're not going to learn from all the the good tape out there stopping yeah. one of the best offenses that we've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, people are just uh, not, not to get off subject here, mm-hmm. but everybody's saying, "Well, the the Chiefs have won three in a row. They're back. They're back, baby." I'm excited to bet on Dallas this week. They beat. Uh, the Raiders, they beat the they smacked the Raiders around mm-hmm. last week. Okay, great. The week before that, they didn't look so great against Buff, or against uh, Green Bay with Jordan Love. With Jordan Love, and then the week before that, they, they were very bad in that game. To they be beat who? They beat the week before that. I can't, um, somebody else bad. I I know it's somebody bad but by I can't three. Who it was. They won like thirteen ten. Yeah, yeah Washington. Yeah. yeah, they beat that's Washington. Right, right, right. That's a, that's their three you know three wins. So they they snuck past Washington. They beat a Aaron Rodgersless. Packers, mm-hmm. and then they smacked it, the, the uh, Raiders around, which is what they do every year. What they do every year, and the Raiders <laughs> played them very odd, as stupidly as you could right, play them. Right. So I, 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 I think Dallas love the Cowboys yeah. this week. I mean, I'm sure we'll go around the league more tomorrow and stuff, but I, that's one of my favorite bets of the week. Is that's I think Dallas is noticeably better. That might that's the that might be the fantasy game of the year. Yeah. There's going to be a lot I mean, of fire them up, that. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the over-under is, but it's got to be a big number. I don't know either, but it's got to be like 60. Yeah. I haven't even looked at the over-under on this game. I know the the, the uh, Chargers are favored by five and a half. I wonder how much that changes if, if Roethlisberger is It's back. off the board where I looked last. Okay. You know, like you can't even put a, a, a ducket on it at the moment, but... Well, five and a half was what I think what it opened. I don't, I don't You may not have been able to bet. I'd be shocked if it's much different, though. I mean, I think well, we saw the I mean, line last week go, go from the Steelers were favored by nine and a half, and they went down to like six. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, when the when the news came out that Ro- that uh, Roethlisberger was out, and, and I guess that game doesn't. This make one can't save. move three points. You wouldn't right. say uh, Chargers by two and a half. Maybe, maybe it would. Maybe, maybe the the perception of, of you know what they are. I'm looking here now. It's still five and a half. The over under is forty seven. Okay, that's a little higher than usual for a Steeler game. It's absolutely higher than usual right. for a Steeler game, huh? I mean, that makes me think that they think Ben's playing, which I think we all think Ben's playing. Uh, that line is probably a Ben line, but if you think, do you think it goes up if Ben is ruled out? The spread. <sighs> that's a good question because five and a half is yeah. It's a little bit of no man's land in the yeah. world too, right? I don't think it goes down drastically though, if ben especially plays. for a team that's lost three or four, right? They're scrambling a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think this is a terrible matchup for the Steelers. I don't think it is either. By the way, the uh, over-under in that Chiefs-Cowboys uh, game is 56-and-a-half. Boy. 
Wow. <laughs> and it could get there. I mean, like that's not crazy to me. I might still I would still probably bet the over on that. Yeah. Uh, like Dax How's Kansas City stopping them? No, in, right. And Dallas's defense isn't they take the ball away, but they don't stop anybody either. No, right. Uh, 100%. I mean, that is guns ablazing in that it, one. That's like the uh, there that there's Dallas that one. Was easy on those guys last time. There's that one in the Chicago Baltimore game. So, yeah. If I could get an over under on rushing yards in that game. Yes. I'm I'm going over 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all that both those teams are going to I play. mean that's gonna, that game might be over in 2 hours. Those quarterbacks might go over 100. <laughs> I would bet on it. Mm-hmm. I would I would be willing to bet money on cuz as soon as you know that the Ravens are going to blitz Justin Fields like crazy, that's oh, what they do. At him. Yeah. And he's just going to take off running. I think and so. if they miss him, he's just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now he's just, now they're, you know, they want to play man. Mm-hmm. Can they play man against him? It's no. almost like they're playing themselves. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man meme. You know, where they <laughs> see themselves or whatever. I mean, that's what the Bears need to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and again, there's now there's a little bit of a recipe for what to, what people are going to throw at Baltimore. I'm sure Chicago's looking at that. I bet they get And Chicago's Mac defensive back. line will cause them some issues. Oh, yeah. I think Mac plays. You know, I mean... I think the Bears could win that game. I think they could, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pick them to win it. In fact, I, I made my picks last night for my uh, weekly column. Um, I'm not going to tell you who I have winning the Steeler game. Okay. But I had I picked every other AFC North team to win. That would make things a uh, little Browns have interesting. Detroit. They're playing Detroit. Cincinnati plays the Raiders I'm going to pick Vegas. everyone to win, too, I think, yeah. then. Yeah. I, I feel not super strong. I would take the Lions with points. Yeah, it's 11. In it's a, a similar Steeler, you know, hoping for weather. Um, no, Browns in, are in a bad place. Yeah, it's in uh, Cleveland, so there's a That's chance. That's what I mean. Yeah. It could be kind of sloppy, and, you know, who knows? I'm just hoping that way. I don't know. Campbell's, Campbell's a play caller. Yeah, if you're going to give me 10 and a half, I bet they can. He gonna, he's going to sloppy it, it up. Yeah, I think so. I, I think since he's getting the Raiders at a great time. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. You want to play the Raiders. So right? don't be saying, you know, I mean, if everybody in the AFC North wins this week mm-hmm. and the Steelers happen to lose, well, guess what? Then all of a sudden now the Steelers Ugh. vault to last place yep, in the yep, division yep. and the sky will be, be falling. I'm confident about the Ravens winning. I might be. I mean, I probably would pick them to win. But yeah. The Bears are not a easy That's going to be a tough game for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's like playing themselves. Yeah. Bears are a physical team. And how much does Lamar run around in practice? Like, if they have Lamar being Justin Fields this week in practice? Well, Lamar's been <laughs> ill the last week. Right. He hasn't practiced. Well, there's all that week, too, too. Yeah. I mean, they have some issues. I mean, yeah. He, he had, is as of right I mean, now, he's their entire offense. He's their entire offense. He hasn't done anything all week. And I'll be frank. Nil. Fields is a better passer. Yeah, but I think Lamar's a he, good passer. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Lamar isn't. But if I had one guy to make one throw, I get yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. one of the two. You got to hit this spot twenty yards down the field. This guy oh, running yeah. down the seam. I'm taking Justin Fields. That might be his accuracy might be as much of a strength for Fields as his athleticism. Yeah. I mean, he's a very good passer. Yeah, I right. think we're just he's just scratching the surface Agreed. here. Agreed. Yeah, we're both believers. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I know we touched on a lot of topics there over the course of the first two segments. Now it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that Alrighty. right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation. Beloved Black and Gold. SNR. <laughs> 